What's up, guys? Our wrestling podcast back at you with another episode. This is Dave Vicious along with Justin's Total Package, Craig the British Bulldog, and Joe. Oh, sorry, Joe and Cuz are off this week, bringing you our perspective on the world. Hey, for Cuz. <laughs> no inside sources, no ties to the industry, just um, stories from the diehards sharing opinions with you. Can someone feed me today's topic? Life for the Hazy Dog, Justin your biggest traffic ads in the world. WrestleMania right. 8, Dave. And WrestleMania 8. 30 years old. 30 years ago. That's terrible. I'm depressed now. For audio fans, give us a listen on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Google Podcast. Or watch our videos on YouTube at Our Wrestling Channel. On social media, can you do us a solid and give us a follow on Instagram or Twitter at OWB2019 or on Facebook at Our Wrestling Podcast. Jess, what's up with WrestleMania 8 besides 30 years in? Well, you know, I don't think that this WrestleMania gets the notoriety that it should. I think I that, agree. I don't I don't want to I don't like talking about the what we think about the whole pay-per-view until the sure, end. Sure, sure. However, I think there's a lot of hidden gems. Uh, okay, I don't want to say a lot. That would be uh, me embellishing. Um there are some hidden gems on this WrestleMania that are worth talking about and uh we're worthy of WrestleMania for sure. Yeah, man, terrible. It took place Shut on up. April 5th, 1992 in Indianapolis, Indiana at what other place but the Hoosier Dome? We have an attendance of 62,167 folks here. Our taglines are Friendship Torn Apart and the Macho Flair Affair. I didn't know. Those are stupid taglines. I don't remember those either. And wherever, whatever yeah, and website you read those on. Such great friends. It is wrong. Throw that computer yeah. away wherever you Googled that. That's it goes It goes Mega Powers, and then right under it goes uh, Hogan. Yeah. Just right there in French. Yeah. <laughs> it goes Stupendous, What the World is Watching, and then Macho Flair Affair. <laughs> Oh, I'll tell you. Oh, so, man. Here's our on screen, our, our, our lovely commentators. We got Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan. That always makes it fun. Our interviewers are Lord Alfred Hayes, listen on the Coliseum release, Sean Mooney, and Gene Okerlin. Our ring announcer <laughs> is Howard Finkham. I, I, sorry, yeah, Finkel. I guess Ray Combs did the eight ta- eight man tag match. That's he did the eight man tag, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. okay. Rest in peace. There is a dark, survey, oh, before we it. start, Jess, I'm so sorry. Um, I'm sure you'd like to talk about who the current champions are here and who are the champions in WCW. Over on uh, WCW, <laughs> the uh, WCW heavyweight champion was st- uh, here. And uh, <laughs> the, to quote Tony Schiavone, the United States champion was ravishing Rick Rude. Oh, my the, God. Uh, WCW tag team champions were beautiful Bobby Eaton and Arnest Anderson. And the world television champion was this jobber that never made it. Stunning Steve Austin's <laughs> jobber that never made it. <laughs> and the champions coming into this were uh, Nature Boy Ric Flair as the WWF Heavyweight Champion. The Intercontinental Champion was Rowdus Piper. And the WWF Tag Team Champions were Money of the Incorporated, IRS, wow. and DiBiase. Coming into this pay-per-view. Fantastic. We also had a dark match of the Bushwhackers, Luke and Bush, defeating the Beverly Brothers, Blake and Bo. Let's jump into the first real match, I guess. Shawn Michaels with Sensational Sherry defeated Tito Santana in a singles match in 10 minutes and 38 ah. seconds. The reason I just uh, laughed is because I thought Reba McIntyre sung the national anthem and then Tito Santana comes out and he goes, that's Tito Santana's sister, Ariba McIntyre. Yeah, I no. Know. It's like so bad. That's Bobby. So yeah. bad. Yeah. But that you, know, you don't have to ask if that's Bobby. 
It's totally Bobby. Uh, Jess, how do you grade it, sir? I give this match a C plus. Uh, it was a solid opener. Michaels was so young, just literally just beginning his singles career. He had just thrown Marty Jannetty through the glass of the barbershop two months before. Um, and uh, he was off to the races, as they say in the business. Um, I give it a C plus. It wasn't a bad match at all. It was a solid opener, but it wasn't eventful. It was just meant to get Michaels over. The ending was a little weird. Um, Tito coming back in, I think what Michaels was suplexing him from the outside in and didn't, uh, or the other way around. Yeah, Santana was suplexing Michaels in from the apron and the Michaels fell on him and got him with the pin. So um, it was it was a little clunky C plus. You weren't necessarily about the finishers in these matches unless it was like the the main event, I suppose. You didn't have to hit their finisher. And if Tito wasn't about it, maybe that was why. I, I don't and Michaels know. did not have the super kick, by the way, as a finisher here. It was a setup move. He did like a side, a weird side suplex as his finisher. Yeah, just just fumbling around at this point. Craig, what do you give it, bud? Uh, I agree with Jess. I give it a C plus. Uh, this was way before the Mr. WrestleMania moment, although he did get the opening match uh, kind of um, part. A part on the card here. Uh, interesting. There's only see Mr. Coliseum video at this point. He was a Mr. WrestleMania. Yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> that. He was very that. abusive to Sherry, which is funny. Like, sorry, oh, really? it's not. Really? I mean, it's not <laughs> funny. But he tells Sherry, "I'll get out there. Don't move till I tell you to." That was in the, the whole beginning. Point of the gimmick, though, was that she was an aging woman, yeah, that liked a younger man. That was the kind of the whole gimmick, and he he really didn't love her, and you could tell that he yeah. didn't love. And her then the he didn't even let her sing the uh, theme song uh, at some point. Uh, he, and then he had over. And then at the end, when he won, he like for the photo op, he pushed her down so he could pose like while she's like prone on the ground, but after kind of a shove. So it doesn't really hold up thirty years later, but. Yeah, pretty much Sean's personality, I think, at the time. Yeah. But <clears throat> who do you think you are, Macho Man? What the hell? Who do you think you are? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Match- what did you give it? Oh, uh, I don't grade these. Uh, oh. <laughs> Match number that's, that's better two. than grading. That's it. code for Dave saying I didn't have time to watch this. Uh, no, I've been working my ass off this week. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's been it's been crazy. I have to edit that. I just um, leave a secret behind the yeah, scenes. Uh, yeah. It's all good. I'm surprised Michael's even standing after that. Scoop slam from the outside. No. Michael's had a hold of the top rope. What was that? Tito hit his head. Tito hit his head when he went down. One to nothing. I want to see a replay of this, Monsoon. We're not going to see the replay. He's over This one's always over. Match you guys two, the, I just talk about it. The Undertaker with Paul Bear defeated Jake the Snake Roberts in six minutes and 36 seconds. Uh, I remember the storyline kicking up to this. This was so fun. Um, I don't think the match came out that great, but uh, Craig, we'll go back to back with you. We'll do a snake on it. What do you got? I like that idea. Huh? I got it there too. Uh, people did not like this match. Meltzer gave this like a 0.75 three quarter star match. When I watched it back today, I thought it was a bit better than that, although it is a burial of Jake. Uh, I actually enjoyed seeing them uh, wrestle a bit and Jake getting the upper hand and the Undertaker kind of kicking out the DDT and then Jake kind of getting buried a little bit, but he was on his way back to to WCW at this time. But it was not as bad as I remember, and I apologize for not giving the grade first, but I will give it a also a C plus and might get beat I, up for that. I gave it a C. Um, 
like you said, Roberts was on his way out. This was the first pay-per-view with Undertaker as face, by the way. Mm -hmm. Um, What led up to this was Taker and uh, uh, Jake were thick as thieves uh, feuding with Macho Man uh, for the previous four months or so. And on the Saturday Night's Main event leading up to this pay-per-view, Macho Man defeated Jake Roberts and was on his way walking back to... uh, uh, he celebrated with Elizabeth in the ring, and then he was walking down the aisle with Elizabeth to go to the back. Jake, already being in back after losing, had a steel chair going, whoever comes through, my man, whoever comes through this curtain is going to get this chair. And uh, so they would show Jake real quick behind the scenes, and it'd go out to Macho Man and Elizabeth walking down the aisle live in the arena. And then Elizabeth rocketed in front of Macho to hold the curtain for him. And you're like, oh, my God, he's going to hit Elizabeth. And then Undertaker goes, no, you're not, and grabs the chair. And Jake's like, what's your problem, my man? What? And I'm acting everything out right now. Fantastic. I want everybody to fe- really feel it. What's your um, problem? And then that, yeah, he's like, yo, listen, man, you don't do that to a snake. And then so uh, uh, so that caused the rift between them. And then Jake turned uh, um, mega heel. He was already heel at this point, which is my favorite. Like, he was a heel when he first came into WWF. But this heel with the Macho Man, the Jake that had the Cobra Bite Macho Man, all that stuff was like next level heel. Jake was so yeah. genius. Everything he did was amazing. I loved the slow evil. Trust me, trust me, trust me, trust me. Trust music and everything it was so good. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's what turned Undertaker face, and so they were experimenting. I think with this point, and then he got a great reception coming out. Undertaker was super well received as a good guy face, whatever you want to say. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, unfortunately, so leading up to this is going to be long winded. Pat Patterson was terminated because, along with the steroid accusations, was some sa. I can't say the the actual phrase on YouTube. Steve Austin. They will block it. Uh, yeah, Steve Austin. There it is. There was some uh, there were some Steve Austin accusations, and um, well, I shouldn't even say that because that affiliates Steve Austin with what <laughs> SA really means. So there were some SA. Uh, um, There's some bad things that were going on. Pat Patterson. Trust me. And trust so they, me. Trust me. They had to they had to terminate Pat Patterson. So there was a void back then. Well, Vince, even though he terminated Pat Patterson on paper, was still using Pat Patterson. Uh, under the table um, as like a booker and a creative, uh, you know, inspiration, all that stuff. But Jake was actually looking to do some in-ring stuff, sign a new contract, but Jake wanted to become a booker. So he went to Vince and said, hey, I'm really interested in becoming a booker. And he's like, well, yeah, you know, we had to let Pat go because of things that happened. So, yeah, we're looking to replace that. I think Vince was just telling him that because, like, just when any talent comes to you, yeah, yeah, you know, let's, let me motivate this guy. Sure, you don't totally be a booker one day. Oh, yeah, totally, totally. So Jake was headed that direction. So then when uh, Jake came to Vince before WrestleMania and said, let's resign my contract now and make me kind of like I'll do on-air stuff and I'll still wrestle, but I want to be a booker and help you with creative and all that stuff. Uh, Vince is like, well, look, like we're going to bring Pat back pretty soon. And Jake's like, well, you told me that. I could be kind of, you know, head of creative. No, I told you you were going to WCW. So yeah. And then Jake's just like, Jake's like, fine, then I'm going to start. So then Jake went, you know, got an offer from Jim Hurd who hadn't been let go yet. So Jake had been negotiating at the end of 91 slash beginning of 92 with Jim Hurd who hadn't been let go yet. Then Jim Hurd heard that he was going to get fired and he resigned before that. So basically he promised Jake verbally all this money, this big contract. So Jake was using that as leverage. And then Vince was just like, no, I'm going to hire Patterson back. So I don't need you. I need you on air. That's what I'm going to use you for. So Jake was pissed and Jake's like, well, fine. Jake. So Jake even says now, whenever he, uh, he does a cool podcast with Conrad and DDP now called the DDP snake bit. 
I think is the name of oh, it. Oh, cool. And uh, yeah, he talked about this moment. And he was like, well, I couldn't fucking go crawling back to Vince because then I'd get less money. So I had to go to WCW. So I committed to it. Well, Heard resigns and then they hire uh, Bill Watts. And Bill Watts looked at his contract and said, there's no fucking way I'm paying you this. Like they just <laughs> hired me to to redo WCW to try to turn the ship right. And we're a, just, we're bleeding money out like crazy. So there's no way I can honor this contract. So they gave Jake like uh, 50 cents on the dollar to come in. Jake had to, because again, if he went back to Vince, it would show weakness. Like he didn't know what he was doing and he negotiated and Vince called his bluff. So Jake had to go to WCW, didn't even stay a year. It was awful for him or whatever, like he said. Wow. But that's what led into, that's why this match was only six minutes. And I don't know how true this is, um, but Jake was not supposed to get tombstoned outside the ring. That Jake told The Undertaker that that's what he wanted to do. But Vince is like, no, I want it done inside the ring, in the middle of the ring. Take the tombstone, one, two, three. Jake went outside anyway, convinced the Undertaker to do it. Undertaker tombstone him on the outside. Well, the Undertaker's going to do what he's told in the ring. And the, and the tombstone looked kind of not good here. You could tell the camera angle was bad. So that sure. does lead me to believe that somebody went outside and they shouldn't because the camera angle, if they knew not they to shoot it. They weren't ready for it. Yeah. Yeah. So they shot the front and they showed Jake's head about six to eight inches off the, didn't even. Because Taker takes care of his people, man. Yeah. Exactly. No, totally. Uh, yeah. This is not a slide against Undertaker. It's just the camera angle. They weren't. Yeah. Expect to take ready. it. Yeah. yeah, they would have shot it from and the Jake's back. And Jake's like, no, I'm not doing that. Not as bad as Tuesday night in Texas or whatever that. Right. Yeah. That's the worst the one. Survivor Series. Survivor, Survivor Series. Yeah. yeah. That led. Sorry. Yeah. Led to, oh. So, um, so it, but they planned for that, which is ridiculous. Like they planned for that one. And then Hogan's still like my back brother. Anyway, uh, I got to do a lot of editing on this one. Um, yeah. And then, uh, so, so yeah, so Jake was not supposed to take a tombstone on the outside. Vince was pissed with him, but Jake's like, fuck you. I'm leaving anyway. So I'm it doesn't matter. Anyway. I do what I want. But long story short, that this match, uh, was so short, but there was a huge backstory behind it, like behind the scenes, is my point. Yeah. Never Match number three. Bret Hart defeats the current Intercontinental <laughs> Champion, Roddy Piper, in 13 minutes and 51 seconds. I, I have fond memories of this when, when I watched it way back when. Would have had you. <laughs> Describe that, Craig. It was the interview right. with Gene Okerlund. It was a face-to-face -face of Roddy Piper and uh, yeah, Bret Hart. Hart. Yeah. yeah, and so they Fantastic. were actually, it was one of the rare things, because they're both faces, technically, and they both played before coming into this, that they were, they were really, they were uh, as close as brothers, even though yeah. they weren't really brothers. Piper but. starts playful, is like, oh, yeah, you I used to grow up with you and your mom. You're a fine young man. I just only one slice, but that was okay, and blah, blah, and and then Brett all of a sudden. Brett's like, like listen, listen, keep your hands to yourself. And I was like, oh. <laughs> This, oh, I, we're just trying to be nice here. It's at the match, and you want to be a big man. So then it kind of got intense. It was a great so promo. good. And then at the end, like Piper's digging in kind of his belt. And like, yeah, Piper had the IC title on. He kept putting yeah. his hand in it, like yeah. behind it. Yeah. And Brett, and to end the, uh, at the, to end the promo, kind of 
Brett pulls back as, as Piper has his back turn and says, would have had you. And then Piper uh, pulls his belt out of the Intercontinental hat and is like, no, it was bad. Bye bye. I don't know if that makes sense, but we had fun describing it right now. What is this? Yourself. Oh, keep my eye. Oh, this is nice, huh? Here I am having a little fun trying to make you at ease. Going to have a nice con to keep him to yourself. Have a nice contest. And here you want to be a hero all of a sudden, huh? You want to be a hot shot all of a sudden. You want your belt all of a sudden. Is that the idea, huh? Look, all I care about is one thing. I want to win back the Intercontinental belt. You got it. I'm going to take it. That's you right. keep your hands to yourself. Let me help you out a little bit, buddy. We can, can settle our game. Oh, yeah, you damn better we can. Right why do it here when I can have a million people watch me rip your head off? Would have had you. No, you wouldn't have. Oh, thank you, gentlemen. Bret Hart on bye his bye. way to the ring. Bye-bye. Bye. This should be a classic, ladies and gentlemen. I don't think so. Roddy, Roddy Piper defending Not against today. the structure. Let's get back. That's good. Um, it's it's, That's it actually matters. is a really fun promo, and uh, I'll just I'll take the lead on this one. Yeah, I gave it. this match A. This match is fucking great. And, it tells uh, a great story, yeah? It's an Intercontinental Championship match that nobody talks about anymore. I don't know why. Um, this is a masterpiece by Bret Hart. Listen, I respect Roddy Piper. I love Roddy Piper. Um, but his character definitely outshines his work ethic, and I don't mean that as he was lazy. You're I just mean wrong. Piper... Piper wasn't a bump machine. He wasn't a high fly guy. Piper was all like, ah, come on, ah. he's like a tornado of fists and feet. And that's just Piper's character. He wrestled a really good match here. And Brett carried him to an amazing match here. Um, it's easily Piper's best pay-per-view match ever. Someone might say, oh, I watched him in Portland back in 1970, whatever. And he might have had a good match there. But as far yeah, as like his whole tape. WWF career, his whole pay-per-view career in WWF, this was easily Piper's best match. It might be Piper's best like televised match of his entire yeah. career, to be yeah. honest. Um, great story to the match, as Craig started talking about earlier. Great A. Go ahead, Craig. I love that. I love this fucking match. And Brett regains the Intercontinental Championship uh, with the same ending sequence that he used with Steve Austin at Survivor Series of '96, oh. where Piper put the sleeper hold on him and Brett walks him to the corner and kicks off the corner, flips backwards, puts Piper on his shoulders. It looks like a pin combination that you couldn't get out of. It looked yeah. great. And Brett bled, by the way. Bled like a stuck pig. Um, and I also give it an A, by the way. Um, great storytelling, great psychology, fully invested. Uh, blood kind of flying everywhere on Brett's side. Piper wavering back and forth of whether to be kind of the, the bad guy and either hit him with you a might, chair or take advantage or beg off, that kind of thing. And then you might have to Hart, edit this out, Craig, but isn't this where he took the bell and he was going to hit him, but he couldn't do it? Yes. Yeah. Oh, God. So that's a great storytelling. And, and great who, who's the heel in this? Because Brett fakes a knee injury, and then Piper begs off, and then Brett Small yeah. packages him, and then Piper in response like a slap to the so face. Good. So, like, the story kind of telling of, of these friends and both faces, like, who's going to turn? It was like friends. It was like father yeah. figure, right? I mean, yeah. in a sense. And they both want the title, you know? That was also a big thing, yeah. too, is they both need to have this title. Yeah. And so they had the moment at the end. Piper walks him out, even though he kind of lost and helps him. He's like, get him a towel, man. He's a towel for his eye, man. <laughs> Wipe the blood off, man. Come on, man. You're my best on, friend. Man. Oh, goodness. What a wimp. What a wimp. Oh, look at that move off the turnbuckle. He's out. I told you Bret Hart was going to win. History has been made here in the Hoosier Dome. What a move by Brett the Hitman Hart. 
we got a new Intercontinental Champion. The winner of this bout and All uh, right. It's, it's, it's peak storytelling. Third yeah. match in, it's already. This WrestleMania is weirdly paced. Uh, they really like. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, the the great matches uh, have two or three fillers in between, which makes this weird. day and age, it, there's there's a lot less kind of filler between the big moments. I don't, uh, but I don't like it, first, Craig. I don't like it. No, I don't like it either. This was the, But this was the first kind of big moment, and it happened early in the card, but it's uh, it's good. It was, yeah. it was good. I think I think just said this. How is nobody talking about this match today? It's you should go back and watch watch the storytelling in the match. Is what's key. Um, match number four: Big Boss Man Virgil, Sergeant Slaughter, and Jim Duggan defeated the Nasty Boys, Knobs and Sags, Repo Man, and the Mountie, who was accompanied with Jimmy Hart. Uh, that was an eight-man tag team match, in case you weren't counting, and that match went six minutes and 33 seconds. Um, I'm guessing it's not the gym that we just talked about. Uh, Ray Combs did the beginning. He announced the match. He was the ring announcer Welcome and did like feud. a whole family feud work in. It was really corny and bad. Rest in peace. Um, it was up? really corny and bad. Didn't like it. Uh, I gave What's it a up? D minus. It was a great beer and bathroom match, however. Oh, there you go. Nasty boy just clawed Roger. And it's all over! It doesn't matter! It's all over! It don't matter! It's all over! Here are your winners! The team of Hexo Tim Duggan, Sergeant Slaughter, Big Bossman, and Virgil! Why would you give it <laughs> Why would you? A D minus. You, you said before. When it's it's at it WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> Only the three of us are going to know what that is. Uh, <laughs> yeah, D minus. Uh, uh, talking about stuff before we record, but anyway, it was uh, this is this was pretty terrible and uneventful. And yeah, next. There you go. Uh, did you grade it? Sorry. Uh, D minus. D minus. I think. Okay. Match number five. Why is this where it is? To Craig's point, I don't get this. Randy you know Savage with Miss Elizabeth defeats Ric Flair, our current WWF. World heavyweight champion who was accompanied with Mr. Perfect in 18 minutes and four seconds. I have memories etched in of Macho Man having his leg totally destroyed, but being able to defeat Ric Flair with one leg towards the end to become the world champion for the second time. I got to ask two things. Obviously, give me your grades, guys, but why the hell is this match where it is on this card? Ah! First of all, you know why it is, and secondly, um, <laughs> well, there's two reasons why it is. Hogan One must we post? Didn't know about till the yeah yeah. Well, why couldn't you put it right before? Like we're we're gonna talk about well, three throwaways here in a minute. Okay, well, I mean that's that's fair enough, but I guess again they did did need to pace it so they didn't put two high-profile matches back-to-back. They I definitely guess. wouldn't have put two good matches back-to-back by putting this one uh, against Hogan. Um, but I give this match. I, I struggled. Uh, Whoa! The only reason why I give this match a B plus and not an Where A minus. Where are you going? Is is because Whoa. I did not like the ending. I've never liked the ending of this match. Not who won. I'm fine with that. I didn't like the ending. So I would have given it an A minus, but I gave it a B plus because I hated the fucking. You think Macho oversold it? Wait, no, no, yeah, no. What, what not... specific part of the ending did you not like? Yeah. So the ending was Flair's working on the leg the entire match, yes. and Flair's bleeding like a pig. 
Flair has Savage's leg in his hand, and Savage is just jumping up and down on his other leg. So, so Flair's holding it in his hands, and then he's wooing to the crowd or whatever. Savage gives him a right hand. Flair spins around and he rolls him up and pins him. And I'm like, what the fuck was that? Like, that makes no sense to me. I wanted a better ending for these two guys. I don't even mind, which they've done it a billion times, by the way, Flair going for the figure four, Savage pulling him in a small package, which they did use as a false finish in this match, and then Savage beating him that way. That's fine to me. Like, But the whole like Flair getting beat with the right hand, I remember Joe and I specifically in my living room going like, did they really just book Flair to lose to a right hand? And I was like, they did. <laughs> Seen it would be over. You bet. But no, it's the Macho Man. And it'll go behind from the outside. He nailed. No, 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 no. He used the trunks. He had the man by the trunks. What the hell is going on here? What is going on? I gotta get out of here. I gotta get the Ric Flair. Because it's WWF, and that's fine. Flair had no business having the title anyway, not because he's not talented, but because the fact that he went to WWF, won the world title, and everything is amazing in itself. So I guess you could just be thankful that Flair even had the title at all. He was on his way out here too, yeah? No, no. He still had probably another 10, 11 months. He he won another world title after this. He beat Savage. Oh, yeah. Okay, Um, But, I mean, yeah, his whole run in WWF was only like a year and a half anyway. Uh, he uh, He lost this from his Rumble win, right? Yes, yeah. This was like two and a half, three months after the Rumble. Um, so, I, again, I, I don't know what the ending should have been. I'm not saying Savage should have cleanly pinned him with the elbow or anything like that necessarily, but I just didn't like the ending. It was weird. If you w- go back and watch it, you, I maybe you'd agree with me and not like it. But but uh, makes this is a very – this is an excellent WWF-style match, by the way. Um, I only give it a B uh, – even at its best, I would have given it A to minus because I'm comparing it to Rowdy Piper and Bret Hart. Uh, which I give an A, so I, I don't think it was better than that, and no particular reason. They were awesome. Every fucking spot in this match was great. They had false finishes. Like Flair was amazing. Flair when he bled, which actually got a lot of shit. Uh, he got in a lot of trouble for bleeding here. So Brett, if you go back and look, you cannot see when Brett cut himself, and he did it by design. In Brett's book, Brett's like there was no bleed policy, but we all would get slapped on the wrist and fined a little bit if we did, if they could prove it. So Brett, Brett did it so good, and because Brett had black hair, especially when it was wet, it was jet black, um, you couldn't really see when Brett did it. So by the time Brett got up, he'd been bleeding for a while by the time the camera finally picked it up. Flair has white hair. Yeah, you can't so miss Flair, it. If Flair pops a pimple, you see it. Like, it's just, <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. So when Flair did it or whatever, uh, he goes to the back, and uh, Flair wrote this in his book as well, that Vince was pissed off. And Vince said something, and I, I don't remember. I, I don't remember verbatim what he said, but he said, "You know what? Just when you finally figure out how to be great and you wrestle a great match, you take three steps back and and you ruin all of it, or something like that." And Flair actually held that as a grudge for a long time. And then when Flair and McMahon did their Rumble match in '02, he, the promo leading up to it, Flair mentioned that, "How dare you tell me how to wrestle me, Ric Flair? How dare you tell me how to wrestle when you confronted me after WrestleMania 8? So they actually revised oh, this years, years later, which is kind of cool. But um, but yeah, in real life, Vince was super fucking pissed that Flair bladed. He did not tell Flair to blade. They did not want Flair to blade. I think it made the match better. I think Flair looked awesome with his red tights and the blood and all that stuff, but it is what it is. But this match was a great match. I'm not suggesting it wasn't. It was very good. Uh, uh, go ahead, Craig. Sorry. 
I uh, I liked it better than you did. I, I gave it an A, and I actually liked it a little bit more than Piper and uh, Hart. Um, and I didn't. Match. Dude, the crowd was up alive. Yeah, they were all over I, this match. I, I did not know that story of Flair. Like, and I guess it, I'm still. It boggles my mind how they don't know. And Vince McMahon was what a control freak he was, and control and and sticking to the script and stuff. I think years later got more and more like rigid but like i just refuse to believe although i do believe it i'm not saying i don't believe it mm-hmm. i i refuse to believe how vince doesn't know that Flair's gonna bleed or is not okay with it um maybe it's the fact because brett well no you're saying that neither there was a no blood policy so brett could get away with it because they couldn't prove it and you've heard yeah. stories like this too like years later like um guerrero and that kind of thing and others getting in trouble for blading and we know you kind of did it but we can't prove it like there's there's no way mcmahon doesn't know that they're blading like i feel like it's just so funny to me and i also agree jess but i completely i i I, I, know craig i i don't i think that he doesn't it's a game i think that he's like no bleeding and he knows that they're gonna do it but then Vince is – he's stimulated by that because Vince is like, I'm going to fucking catch him. I'm going to find out when they did it. I'll roll through this one real quick. Uh, match number six, Tatanka defeats Rick Martel in four minutes and 33 seconds. Hey, Jess, what are we doing here? Uh, C minus. Uh, <laughs> the match was too short because Tatanka is an underrated worker. I, always I agree. I agree. I just don't know what it's doing. Rick Martel is Rick Martel. Come on. Former AWA heavyweight champion, former WWF tag team champion. Uh, Rick Martel is a great wrestler. Um, yeah, with a great yeah. body. He was, he was so good. Total package, underrated. For yeah, sure. four minutes, 33 seconds. And, uh, he could be a champion, man, former. Too short. Tatanka was brand new here, by the way. Um, uh, C minus, too short. In the wrong place, too, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I give it a C. It should have been the main event. This is just to make Tatanka. <laughs> definitely should have gone last. <laughs> Shouldn't have been a main event. That's terrible. To see history made here. Wish I'd never come to Indiana. High cross body hooks the leg. He got him. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. He got the three count. I look Martel. The Tonka with a fall on the motto. Rick Martel. I can't believe that, Martel. There it is. But there's too much of this stuff. I think back then they used WrestleMania to introduce guys. And this was just one of those. There's a couple of filler things here. And nowadays there's just no room for this stuff. It's a different it's a different world and you have more eyes and you get people hooked on. It's this is the end of the season and the the day after this is the beginning of the new season of what you sure. call wrestling. So I get why they did this back then. But you look back thirty years later and it's not what it is in the last 10, 15 years of WrestleMania just matches that make guys and that kind of thing but sure. it, it had its place other uh reviews that we do too you look at the name the names on this pay-per-view of wrestlemania here and then go back and look at survivor series of 92 which was like nine months later or whatever um a totally different company they just fell apart afterwards because of the steroid yeah. accusations and everything like that they just fell apart on the verge of it um match number seven and I and I, I'm just gonna say I think that match number seven here should have been flipped. You put this in where Randy Savage and Flair are, and it makes more sense. It oh, makes sorry. more sense. Yeah, I thought you put this in the main event. No, don't don't do that. The <laughs> natural disasters, earthquake Oof. and typhoon defeated Money Incorporated to DiBiase with Erwin R. Scheister, who was accompanied with Jimmy Hart by 
count out. Um, eight minutes and 38 seconds. Money Incorporated, uh, they were the defending champions as well. Yes, they were. I'm sorry. I, just, I see count out and I get annoyed at WrestleMania. I know you're upset. I get it. Even I'm though sorry. on every other review, like you actually don't shit on countouts and stuff anymore, but that's okay. Yeah, I do hear. When when it's two matches to the main event, I get a little upset. <laughs> there's a count out. I'm just saying. Uh, I gave it a D. Uh, it's slow and pointless. Really. You gave it like, a D and, and, and you're giving me crap and about the, it. Way to go, Jess. And the, Wait, and I the hope you feel better. Sucked. hope you feel better about that. I, 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 I mean, I don't know what I wanted to see from it. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I wanted yeah. the natural disasters to overwhelm I me. Mean, a clean pin would have been nice. <laughs> uh, possibly, yeah. Even if DiBiase and uh, uh, IRS cheated, I'm fine with that. Like, but yeah, it's yeah, it hit him with something. Yeah, you know, hit him with the million dollar belt. It was a slow. It was a shit match. Yeah, Craig, give it a better grade. I dare you. No D. Or, or <laughs> there it is. Two tons of shit in a one pound bag. It looks like they forfeited the purse money. They're taking their ball. They're going home. That's fair. I used to do it a lot. A deliberate countout. As a result of a countout to the natural disaster. They won nothing. That's not right. However, that's the, rule. the only way a championship changes hands in a title match is by a pinfall or a submission. That did not happen. Therefore, still World Wrestling Federation Tag Team Champions. Um, speaking of shit, Owen Hart defeats Skinner in a minute 36 seconds, um, right before the fucking main event. What is yeah. going on? What is happening here? Uh, I'll, I'll, give it a, I'll, I'll give it an F. It was fucking. Uh, although, although, no, getting spit in the face is very funny. Uh, but I get the. <laughs> was Skinner was terrible, with his, his chops yeah. in the face? There's no, you I don't put to... this on WrestleMania. I got to believe it's a Tootsie Roll. I keep telling myself in my mind it's a Tootsie Roll. No, I think you're right. Well,. No, I believe it's disgusting. Uh, Gross. Yeah. Vince is probably like, <laughs> I honestly don't want to know what it is. Uh, yeah, I, I give it an NA. <laughs> you say NA or A? NA. Oh, good. Like an N slash A. Oh, N A. Like it doesn't count. Yeah. It shouldn't yeah. have a grade. Not, this yeah. is not applicable. No grade. There we go. No grade. No grade. Okay, I'm with you. Yeah, it sounded like an A. Like, wow. But even really if it went for that. a while, what's the point? It was Owen Hart still wearing his high energy. Uh, and the only thing I can actually say on this is a lot of people would fail a trivia test if you ask them when was Owen Hart's first WrestleMania. A lot of people would be like <gasps> eight against Skinner, but it wasn't. It was against Mr. Perfect as the Blue Blazer at WrestleMania five, nineteen ninety nine. However, wow. you can get someone a technicality and say he was known as Owen Hart for the first time wow. at WrestleMania eight, which would be true. Wow. That's fair. The fact that he went from his, five his, to eight. His, and didn't wrestle in WrestleMania's between that is a travesty. Correct. There you go. Well, no. Uh, oh, you said he no, didn't wrestle beyond that. Sorry, no. you're right. right. He didn't. Yeah, he did not wrestle. You're right. Ooh, it's not even a WrestleMania uh, six in Canada. Uh, oh yeah. All right. This just angers me. Our final match of the night goes 12 minutes and 28 seconds. Hulk Hogan defeats Sid Justice in a non-title match. Uh, don't what? forget that Harvey Whitman is there by disqualification because um, oh. I heard somebody showed up. No, yeah. So this was the big comeback of the Ultimate Warrior. So two reasons why, Dave, that this that Flair and uh, Savage were not last. Hulk Hogan You're not and the return this. of the Ultimate Warrior. 
Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with You're you. You're just I'm saying that's why. That. I, yeah, that's you. why. That's don't why. defend it. Uh, you look. Dumb. I give this match a, a D minus. Uh, <laughs> oh, really, no. the main yeah, event's this, a D minus. Oh my. This was a painful. It was a painful uh, Hulk Hogan by the numbers match, but even worse, it was a painful 1992 Hulk Hogan match, which he was. Look at hey, his. Hey Jess, I, I just have a question. How many back rakes did we get here? I'm, I'm just. Forty two. Forty two back uh, rakes. All right. Forty two. For every year that Hogan was alive, I think at this point, I, he was, I don't think he was quite 40 yet. Um, but uh, Hogan's t- character was very tired from the fact that he came up in 84. That's when they started the Hulkamania rocket ship. And here we are in 1992. His act was old and tired. Look at his body. He was not even in the shape that he was a year before, let alone seven years before. Um, Sid Vicious looked gigantic and massive yeah, yeah, and looked so much more impressive. Hogan was old and tired here. I will say that his his entrance, Hogan's, was fantastic. To watch that crowd and just see his response, even here in 92, They're that was part of Hogan's. That was one of the main reasons why I fell in love with him when I was a kid and why I kept watching wrestling because of Hogan. His entrances were like a spectacle on their own. Hogan's pop used to be so massive. It was like a celebrity. Like walking yeah. down, seeing him walk down and be like, so hard, bro, and walk down and do everything yeah. they did here. Like it was really cool. Then and were Bruce you concerned, that, Jess? Because Rumble, when he when he pulled Sid out and kind of got booed and it was it was almost like the little tweener in turn where people are cheering Sid and booing Hogan. Do you remember being afraid at all during eight, whether he would be cheered or pleasantly no, surprised? Or because what? Uh, uh, maybe there was a little fear, but only because of the fact that they did such a. Good job, but by good job, I mean piss poor job of turning Sid heel because they were so scared of it. After that happened at the Rumble, they had to be like, we need to make him friends and then we need to turn him quick and make Sid a piece of shit. And even though Sid was more comfortable, Sid even says himself he wanted to be a heel here like because he's more comfortable that way. Um, But like the wrestling crowd was shitting on Hogan and turning and they wanted something different. And uh, he just happened to get a massive ovation here. And it was awesome like to see. But like really the match was total shit and then the only thing at the end uh papa shango missed his cue so hogan which means sid kicked out of hogan's leg drop yeah sid kicked out of hogan's leg drop and he wasn't supposed to papa shango was supposed to be already down there and sliding in the ring and hitting hogan and he did not do that uh so basically hogan drops a leg goes for the pin sid kicks out at two and hogan was like shocked but they had to do it because the how are you how do you still have a job and how do you still become i guess comma and whatever uh and why, by the well, way, uh, because you're friends with the Undertaker. You could argue that someone didn't let him go in time. I mean, maybe it's Vince fault in the back. I don't know. And you're friends, you're friends with the Undertaker. Um, so I, I don't. But Undertaker didn't have a huge stroke back here because it was only 1992 yeah, at this just point. A kid in comparison. Yeah, but uh, but at the same time, I think they had a program plan for the uh, Warrior and Shango Sean, after yeah. this. So I don't think Vince wanted to scrap the plans for that because Shango jobbed every night anyway, so it didn't really matter. Um, so he got punished. <laughs> Whether he yeah. did good and made his cue or didn't, he got punished. No matter Who what fucked that up? Uh, did they? I don't even know. They probably but didn't have pro- so, producers so, yeah. of matches at this point, so they probably so, didn't have it's someone. It's a long ass aisle, and then he's walking down like the Repo Man, all like crouching yeah. down yeah. and shit, not even in a hurry. Like yeah. so, I'm just like, at first I was doubting the story. I was like, maybe this was all planned. Sid was supposed to kick out a leg drop. Maybe it was all thing. But I've heard numerous people say Shango was late like running down and that's why and then the warriors music hits and apparently all is right with the world for about two months and then the warrior becomes a warrior and like just you know whatever no show shit and all that stuff so this is it for Hulk Hogan this is it 
This is crazy. If they can't help him, he don't have a friend left. Wait a minute. What? It's the Warriors music. It's the ultimate warrior. It is. Look at that. The ultimate warrior. What is he doing? Is he going to attack Hogan? What is going on here? Yeah, so this WrestleMania ended with the Warrior in the ring celebrating with Hogan to 1992 fireworks uh, behind Whee! them. Which is like a little plate on the ground, and it just kind of spits up like a sprinkler, but it's it's it's, it's one of those snakes that you know. Yeah. It's one of those. Yes. So uh, so yeah, that's why this match was last, Dave. Even though I am not debating you on the fact that it should not, I think that the world title match should have been last. But I guess having the warrior return in the middle of the card would have been weird. Um, but uh, I get that too. I yeah. I but maybe know. you're I, right. Maybe second to last, or maybe. Flair and Savage, then Owen and Spinner. I honestly would have been cool with yeah. it if Flair and Savage were second to last and you still wanted to have this warrior payoff. I would have been okay with that. That would have God knows Hogan and Sid didn't have a chance at equaling no. quality match. No. But no matter what you do with Savage and Flair, a one-legged Savage getting fight, like, no, I think the, the natural, you have Hogan and Warrior in the ring at the same time, nothing will top that to send 65,000 people happy. Yeah, oh yeah, and that was the whole thing. They hyped Hogan because yeah. Hogan was playing a political game in the back to Vince. Like, I don't know, maybe it's going to be my And last. what could be Hulk Hogan's, Hogan's last match is exactly what <sighs> Vince had said in the beginning promo. And he wrestled for like 20 more years after that. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, uh, I hired Craig, buddy. Bored. What do you got? Craig, how do you grade the whole thing? What? What? I give it a B plus. Oof, that's tough. Yeah, you know, there's, three, there's, three, there's three or four solid matches. This is in the upper... Yeah. Uh, ten percent of WrestleManias, I think. I will, I'll go ahead and give it a B plus. You think it's the top ten percent of WrestleManias? It's no way. Uh, it, it's 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 probably it's one of the the best of the top, the first ten. Um, oh, sorry. well, that's that's more like top thirty percent then. Okay. No, well, top twenty. We're getting we're getting we're getting close to WrestleMania forty when you think about no, it. No, I'll right? go. You know, you go. Th- this year's thirty eight. You go three eight ten in the top ten, maybe. Yeah. Whatever six could be in there. Whatever, whatever. I'm saying it, it's good. Uh, it it made up for for a lot of filler. There were a lot of good moments. Bushwhackers really turned you on this. The, the crowd can can turn me in the or, in a good way. The crowd can make or break a WrestleMania, and this crowd was jacked. And That's it true. Carry a lot. Into of, it. Carry a lot of and shit. The environment. It looked good. The arena yeah, looked good. It was. Uh, you and we didn't even mention it, but you had you brought the Road Warriors out. Live to the crowd with Paul Ellering. You yeah, had they have a, that interview. Alex Luger on oh, the Paul Ellering droned on, and and Lex Luger miss 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 said uh, plethora instead of plethora, uh, <laughs> and then took <laughs> off his shirt. Who's W? That's where his weight and gold right there. Uh, there was there was a lot going on here. Um, I liked it. Uh, there was a lot of filler though, but a lot of great classics. Yes, I give the overall event a solid C plus, in yeah. a good way. With like a green arrow up next to the C plus, so only because um, Flair and Savage was great, yeah. uh, Piper and Brett was great, yeah. Um, and then you had a solid opener. It was fine for what it was. Chino, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, and then um uh you know the Hogan entrance and then the Warrior coming back. Look, I could say what I want about the Warrior, but it was a moment and it was designed. And the crowd was all over it. Yeah, yeah, the crowd was all over it. So I mean um yeah, I I I a solid C plus with a little green arrow because of the fact that those two matches and the ending moment was what everybody. If you talk about WrestleMania eight, everyone's like, oh, that's when the Warrior came back. Like everybody knows that part. Yeah, they do know that. Um, that's a good point. So I would say, and especially for the the first like ten WrestleManias, they typically were kind of one match shows. So the fact that we got two classics, we got uh, Flair and Savage, and we got uh, Brent Piper, and then we got the return of the Warrior and Hogan on the card in general. People okay. left happy for sure. Yeah, 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 for sure, absolutely. That's yeah. a good point. That's a really good. Yeah, point. I think I think you got that. For audio fans, give us a listen on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Google Podcast. Or watch our videos on YouTube at Our Wrestling Channel. On social media, can you give us a follow on Instagram or Twitter at OWP2019 or on Facebook Meta at Our Wrestling Podcast. For Dave, Jess, and Craig, this is the OWP signing off. Have a good one.